0: He is a personal God. He, he wants to be personal with us. And I don't know about you, I need to have that intimacy with the Lord, and that that understanding that I can draw nigh to Him and He'll draw nigh to me. That encourages me so much. Amen. Uh, open up your Bibles, if you would, to the Old Testament, the Book of Psalms, Psalms forty-six. But, but while you're turning there, I want Brother Ryan to put Psalms twenty-three, three on the on the screen. Psalms twenty-three, three. Uh, and I, I want to just get, get us in the frame of mind of where the Spirit of God wants to go. A- as your pastor, uh, you know, Jesus, he's our great shepherd. He's our great pastor. But, you know, he hurts when you hurt. Well, I hurt when you hurt. When you're going through things, I, 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 I in the spirit, I, 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 sense those things. I pray about those things just like you do about your brothers and sisters. You sense things, what's going on. And, uh, cause you and I, we're all a part of the many-membered body. And, and, and so, uh, we've got to understand that there is an attack like never before to divide the body of Christ, to, to hurt and hinder God's people. Uh, but, uh, as we're going to look at the word of God today, I want you to be in the place and the position to understand that you and I, we need Jesus like we've never needed him before. And, and look, notice what Psalms 23, 3 says. This is one of the greatest Psalms, of course, uh, David ever wrote by the unction of the Holy Spirit. But notice what he said. He said, he restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. See, this word restore is from a Hebrew word shub. It means to turn uh back you and I got to realize that from the moment that we were born into this world we were born into sin we were born as a fallen being and and when we got born again uh, because the Holy Spirit drawed us and we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior and his uh, shed blood that was on the mercy seat come upon our life. That made our spirit brand new. Brother Corey was singing about that. We become a new creature, Second Corinthians five seventeen in Christ. But you've got the same soul, which your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. You've got the same body. And so we've got to let Jesus become our shepherd and restore, turn our soul back and turn it back to the Lord in every way, every word, every thought, every ideal, every desire, every emotion has to become sanctified by the word of God for you to be that overcoming Christian, that overcoming believer, that victorious Christian that you were destined to be. Amen. See, God created you and I. As I said, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tells us that. But he created every part of your being with a vacuum. See, a, a vacuum means that that there is less pressure inside of something than there is outside. And and how do you put Freon in an air conditioner? You pull the vacuum on it. And when there's less pressure in there that it sucks the Freon into it. Well, you and I, we were created to have a desire for the things of God and to be filled with the things of God. But this morning, I want you to look at the word of God with me. and We're going to see that we have to be filled with the word that Jesus is the word. We have to be filled with the spirit. Jesus is a, the representation of that. We have to be filled with joy to be able to be successful. And But there's an alternative. If we're not filled with those things, we're going to be filled with something. Because remember how this psalm starts out. The Lord is my shepherd. Verse 1. I shall not want. I shall not lack. Well, if the Lord is your shepherd, then you you and I have got to follow him. Amen. It says that he leads us. Verse 2. He leads us beside the... Still waters, causes us to lie down in the green pastures. So we've got to let him do that so our soul can be restored. So we need to empty out of self and fill up with the word. Amen. All right. Psalms 46. Let's start reading and let's look at what the psalmist does here. We don't have time to read this whole psalm. You need to read it. Uh We've preached on it not too long ago, but not this part of it. Let's start in verse number six. If you're there, say amen. Psalms forty-six six. The heathen raged, notice that, Uh, they they have a noise, they have a hum, they have a a, a word of discouragement that will try to uh, put you and I in a place of of defeat. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, and he uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Now drop down to verse 10. Verse 10, Psalms forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, he, here he repeats what he said in verse number 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you uh brother Larry, thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for being here this morning. I welcome uh, sister Catherine here this morning. Glad that she's with us. Uh but so this morning the the spirit of God has been dealing with me this th- this week about you and I have got to see we're going to have a a saturated uh a satiated uh, a soul that is going to be full of something. And if we fill it with the Word of God, it's going to be completely satisfied. But if we fill it with the things of this world, it's going to be a starving soul. You look around the world today, there are so many people who are starving to death. They're running to and fro. We see Amos chapter 8 coming to pass. We see people running to and fro, trying to find an answer, trying to find a word. But they, the, the, there's a famine for hearing the Word of God. I've never seen anything like it in, in all my life. I didn't think I would ever live uh to see what we're seeing today. People are so dissatisfied. They're so angry. Uh they they're, they're so uh, in a place of despair that they'll do anything in any any situation to try to fill that void that is in their life. Well, God created you and I like I said with this vacuum and we've got to be like this Psalms 46, like David's talking about. David is seeing all sorts of trouble around him. How many see trouble around you this morning? Come on, there's trouble. There's trouble in our nation. There's trouble in this world. We have corrupt uh, uh, politicians. We have corrupt leaders. We have all sorts of sin that's trying to invade your life, my life, our children, our grandchildren. We, we, we've got attacks of all sorts. So when the psalmist penned this by the unction of the Holy Spirit, it was not only for that moment of time but it was for this moment of time right now and so you and i we've got to learn how to depend on god being what our refuge come on the 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 god of jacob the he is our refuge we need to see that we need to stop and meditate on that reality we need to be in that place in that position where we uh let him fill our soul because listen your soul is going to determine your destiny Come on, your soul. Your, here's the way God set us up. God set us up that when our spirit got born again, that we got so full of his word, of his son Jesus, that Romans 12, too, it caused our soul, our mind-willing emotions to be renewed. And, and, and then when our soul become renewed, then all of a sudden you and I can control our body. See, right now, if we'll be honest with each other, most people are led by their body. They're not led by their spirit. And why they're being led by their body is because their soul is not listening to their spirit. Their soul is listening to their body. You say, how can that be? Well, look around us. We see everybody making decisions according to corrupted emotions. Well, this is how I feel. This is how I see. God don't really care how you feel. Get mad or not. he wants. He's a God that is touched by the feeling of your infirmities. But when you and I will kick against the pricks when we want to yield to his spirit, then we're what? We're standing against him. We're making ourselves a little God. And he's the God. Amen. He the one, he's the one that makes the final decision. And you and I, we can kick a pricks to pricks all of our life. And we can live and die. But when it's all said and done, he's going to have his way. Well, I want his way today, don't you? I want to walk in his will today. And so notice what the psalmist said. He said in verse number 10, he said, I want you uh, to learn how to simply to be still. That This word be still means to cease. It means to slacken. It means to stay. See, the devil wants to keep you so busy. In life that you don't have time to be in the plane, the presence, that atmosphere of where God's trying to talk to you. The Lord wants to talk to you. He loves you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to tell you what the devil's trying to do in your life today. He wants to make you wiser than the serpent and harmless as doves. He wants to build you up. He wants to build me up. And so I I want us to understand there is an agenda from hell, and that agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus wants to bring you and I abundant life, but we're going to have to learn how to stop, how to slacken, how to stay, how to be still. And brother, Brother Ryan, put 1 Samuel fifteen sixteen. First Samuel fifteen sixteen. Let's see where this word is used in another place. Um, here Samuel is talking to Saul. It says, Then Samuel said unto Saul, stay. That's the same from the same Hebrew word, or this translated still there in Psalms forty six, stay, and I will teach thee what the Lord had to say had said to me this night. And he Saul said unto Samuel, say on. See, Samuel's the prophet. Samuel's the one that's bringing the word of God. So that's the Old Testament type and shadow that you and I would fall under under the New Testament. And, and so uh, here Saul had a choice to make. He could stay and hear what God was saying through the prophet or he could walk on. Well, if you and I, we need to learn how to be still and to know that God is God. Amen. The Lord is God. This word know there in, in, in Psalms 46, it, it means to know by seeing. To know sin. I I I need to look. I need to stop closing my eyes to God's way, God's will, God's work in my life. And I need to look. I need to see, hey, God's at work in the earth. Yes, there's a devil that's at work in the earth. Yes, there's evil all around us. But I know that you know the same thing that we feel inside of our spirit, that God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Come on, he's with us. He's in this earth right now. And I need to look for him. I need to look past all the things that I'm seeing in the negative, And I need to see my God. God's not going to let us go down jesus said i'm going to build my church come on say you're the church i'm the church the gates of hell's not going to prevail against you and i but we've got to stand strong in order in order to be able to enjoy life in order to be able to be a witness in order to be able to victorious in this life we need to what we need to say god i'm going to look to you i'm going to see you remember what psalms 34 8 says psalms 34 8 says oh taste and what and see, the Lord is good. So if I'm going to be still and know, uh, there in Psalms 46.10, if I'm going to be still and know that, that God is God, I need to be eating on the word. I, I need to be expecting the spirit of God to feed me. Well, the Bible says if I'm fed the truth, that I'll grow up. Come on, I'll grow up under the head. I'll grow up under Jesus. Well, that's what I desire, don't you, with all of my heart. And when I do that, that vacuum that is in my life, it's starting to be filled. It, it, it's starting to, to, to be changed. Now, let's go with me to Genesis chapter 1. And let's understand the types and the shadows of the Old Testament. Uh In the Word of God, you know, you've got the law of first mention, the law of first first principle. And so let's look at this type and shadow of what we're talking about, about us being created in a vacuum and in a void and how we have to have the word of God. Genesis 1-1, if you're there, say amen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse number two. And the earth was, uh, better translated became, and the earth became, uh, without form and void. It was, it was empty. And darkness, misery, destruction was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, uh, this this is exactly the way it is. This, what God is showing us from natural creation is what happened to you and I. We were born in this earth, but yet we were with, we were without sin in the sense that we were just babes. We, we 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 didn't have the understanding the knowledgement uh, of uh, of sin yet. But when we got to the age of accountability, we became what? We became accountable for our sins. And all of a sudden, then uh you and I, when we got to a certain age, uh, we lost interest in the things of God. We lost interest in in Bible. We lost interest in church. I remember as a little boy. Uh, I didn't, I, I remember praying about certain things and, and, and seeing those prayers answered. But then when I got to a certain age and, and I didn't, I hadn't come to accepting Jesus and being born again, all of that was gone. And, and so there was a void in my life. So what did I start doing? I started filling those voids in my life. I, my spirit was dead, but my soul, it, 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 it wanted things. It wanted whatever my body wanted. Come on. And so that vacuum was there, and I started filling it with all the things that this world had to offer. And they led me farther away. My spirit got darker and darker and darker because I stepped farther away from God. But see, God looked here in the beginning, and, and when sin had destroyed what he had created, he said in the last part of that verse, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Aren't you glad that the Spirit of God moved upon you? Come on, the Spirit of God drawed you, touched you where you were at. You, every one of us, we had our own darkness. We, we had our own, uh, things that was up in our life and, and we were starving. Come on, we were eating everything this world had to offer, but it would never satisfy us. Now notice what happened. Verse number three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's what happens. See, you and I, we were in darkness. We were in that place of vacuum and we were filling up on this world. But God said, he spoke to us. He, He said, I've got light for you. I've got love for you. I've got life. I've got the answer to everything that you're looking for. All you have to do is to hear what I say. And if you'll hear what I say and come out of the darkness, my spirit is going to grab you where you're at. I'm going to push out the lies. I'm going to push out the death. I'm going to push out the hurt. I'm going to push out all the deception of the enemy. And I'm going to put my life, my spirit, my word, my son, Jesus. I'm going to put him in you and he's going to change your life. Amen. And that's what he wants to do for us this morning. We've got to see. There may be some dark areas in our life. There may be some uh, so some ways that the enemy is working, but it don't have to always be that way. You and I, we don't have to continually fight the same battles. We can be still and know that God's good. We can taste the truth of the Word of God, and we can take in the Word of God, and it will what? It'll be the truth that'll make us free. I want freedom, don't you? I, I want to represent Jesus in a right way. I, I, I don't want to represent. In him, in the way I see things, or or the way that my flesh moves, or the way my emotions moves, without him, because those things are not pretty. Those things are not uh, are are not edifying. Those things are not good. Amen. I want to represent Jesus in a way that only I can, by His Spirit, operating in and through me. Amen. Notice what it said. And God saw the light; that it was good. Come on, God wants to bring light in you and I, and He wants us to see that we are His good creation. We are His children, Amen. He wants that for us, and so I, I want us to understand some things. Uh, I, I got us to hit this lightly because we don't have time. But go with me to, to Isaiah 45. I want you to understand just a little bit, and, and maybe I'll just make you hungry, and you can look at it. But the prophet Isaiah, he he give us an idea of what was happening in Genesis. Look what he said in verse 18, Isaiah 45. Verse 18, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth. This word formed is like Isaiah 64, 8, where God is your potter. Come on, he, he formed you, he shaped you, he molded you. His fingerprints are on your life. That formed the earth and made it. Now notice this, he established it, he erected it, he stood it upright. He created it not in vain. He didn't create Created to lie waste, to be empty, to have a vacuum in it. He created not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So that's why we know that between Genesis one one and Genesis one two, this is where you can read about in Revelation chapter twelve, where Satan drew a third of the angels away, and there was a great uh, catabol, there was a great fall, uh, and and all of those things. So God created things perfect. Well, God wants you and I to see that we can be created perfect. In Jesus Christ, we can have a recreation, a new birth. And when we have that new birth, it's available to us. And and we've got to see that he created us to be inhabited. He wants to inhabit you. God wants to live in you. God wants to express himself in this world through you, through me. But the only way that will ever happen is if I let him his word by his spirit, his son Jesus, to change my emotions, to change my, my my feelings, to change my understanding. See, I'm here to represent the light. You're here to represent the light. Jesus said that he was the light of the world. Well, you and I now we're the light of the world because uh John 8 and 12, John 9 and 5, Jesus went away. Well, now you, Matthew chapter 5, you are that light, but he shines in you and through you. Well, the only way we can shine clear light is we... Accept him into our life and say, God, it's not according to the way I see things. It's not according to my desires. If my desires have not been sanctified, if my emotions have not been sanctified. No, I'm not going to fill up on what I want. I'm not. I understand. I'm a vacuum. I'm going to fill up with what you want for me. And then there's satisfaction. Amen. There's peace. I want that, don't you? I, I, it hurts me to see people who are always, they, they think a new car, a new job, a new house, a new suit of clothes, or whatever it might be, a new relationship. Why do we have sexual promiscuity going crazy in the earth? Because people are looking for companionship, but they're looking in the wrong place. Come on, we got to teach people. The only way they can fill up is that they fill up with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Amen? All right, Colossians chapter 3. Let's go to the New Testament. And let, let's see, we're, now, we're, we're laying a foundation about being full of the word. Uh, in case I didn't make that clear, Colossians chapter 3. We're teaching this uh, on Bible study on Wednesday night, the book of Colossians. And uh, we're learning so much. But I want you to look starting at verse 15, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, notice what he says in verse 16. Let the word of Christ, not the word of some denomination, not the word of man, not the word of the world, but let the word of Christ dwell, dwell. This word dwell means to inhabit. Come on, you're a vacuum. You're going to fill up with something. Say, I'm going to fill up with the word of God. Come on. Hallelujah. If you don't fill up with God's word, you'll fill up with man's ideals. You will fill up with Satan's plan and his desire. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I want to empty out of everything and fill up with what Jesus would have me to. See, there's, we don't have time to look at it, but if you study the book of Philippians chapter two, you see where Jesus Christ, it talks about him going through kenosis. In other words, he emptied out of the Godhead and all of that power, and he took on this flesh body and he walked in this flesh like you and I only empowered by the Holy Spirit in the word to be able to overcome that you and I might overcome in other words he showed us the way that we could have victory he showed us how he fellowshiped with the father by the spirit how he told the devil it is written and he had victory in all the areas of his life and because he overcome you and I can overcome amen we can do it that very same way so let the word of Christ dwell let it inhabit you how richly this is copiously it it means wealth beyond our understanding in other words you and i were to have so much of the word of god that wherever we go that people can taste out of your life and they can see that god's good amen This is what he's wanting for us. This is what he has for us. So in my life, in your life this morning, look what it says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. How do I know if the word of God is abounding in me? How do I know if it's inhabiting me richly, dwelling in me richly? These things will be coming out of my life. Any area that I, I I I don't have wisdom in. That's not God's fault, that's my fault. It's available to me this morning. So see, I look back over my life and I look at the mistakes I made. And I look how I let the devil play me like a fool. And I look how my emotions controlled me and manipulated me and all of these things. And I made decisions. I was led by my emotions. And I what? I got myself in a mess. The Bible says as many as are the children of God, they are led by the. Come on. When you're led by the spirit of God, you're a child of God. And so we're not led by our emotions. We're not led by how we feel or how we see things. And so I've got to step back and I've got to say, wait a minute. All the wisdom of God is he wants to inhabit me. And when he inhabits me and gives me wisdom, he said that I would what? I would be able to teach and admonish my brothers and sisters. But I would have psalms and hymns. I would have spiritual songs coming out of my life. See, this is your gauge. When you go out there and get in your car and when you leave this afternoon, If your gas gauge says empty, you're going to stop somewhere really quick because you know you're not going any farther. If these are not coming out of our life, be still and know that I am God. That's what the psalmist David said. The psalmist David said, when I lose my song, when I lose my hope, when I lose my peace, when I lose the wisdom of God to guide me and direct me, I stop. I stop and I fill up. This morning, the Spirit of God wants to fill you and I to an overflowing with His presence. He wants to change our attitude. And if we change our attitude, we'll change our action. So many times people want to change their action, but they don't want to deal with their attitude. You'll never change your action until you change your attitude. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it. This word let simply means that's your choice. That's my choice. I can let it be. I can let that word generate in my life. I can let it be what it needs to be. I've just got to make the choice to say, yes, Lord, I'll take it. Amen. All right. Let's look at. Go with me to John chapter seven. So we we need to see that we're filled with the word of God, but we need to see in this John chapter 7, we need to be filled with the, the, the spirit of God. Look at what Jesus says in starting in verse 37, John chapter 7, verse 37. In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man, any man, woman, boy or girl, any person thirst. Now, if you're thirsty, that means you have what? A vacuum. You you, you have a lack there. And so there's a lower pressure on the inside than what's on the outside. You're going to fill up with something. And that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. So we've got to make a decision. We've got to realize that when we're thirsty, we're going to fill up with something. Who am I going to? Am I turning to Jesus the Word? Am I, am I turning to uh, Jesus the representation of God the Father by the Spirit? Am I, am I uh, humbling myself to the Word of God and saying, Lord, I I thirst after you. I I recognize and realize that I've drank of this world's spring. It didn't work. I had what this flesh had to offer. I had what the devil had to offer. I don't want it. I want to come unto you. I want to drink from your table. He said, verse 38, he that believeth, and remember that, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, I just need to believe. And if I believe, I'll come to Jesus and he said he would what? He would fill that vacuum in my life with his spirit and it would be rivers. I can take a drink of the Lord and see, that's the way God does. God takes what we give him. He blesses it and it goes from what we had to what he's gave and that's abundance. Now hold your place right here. We'll come right back, but I want you to see Ephesians 2 2. Notice he said all you had to do was believe. But see, there's another spirit that you and I, we have a vacuum that we'll fill up with if we uh, don't take heed to the word of God. Ephesians two two says, Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Notice this, mark this down in your mind's eye, highlight it in your Bible. The spirit, what is it? The spirit, little less, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, this word disobedience should be translated disbelief. If you look uh, four other times in the Bible, it's translated disbelief. Uh, in Hebrews 4, uh, it, it goes into great detail teaching about how people can enter into the rest of God uh, because of their disbelief. And so there is a spirit of what? Of disbelief. And so if you and I, we're going to either be filled with the spirit of faith. We're going to be filled, filled with the spirit that brings rivers of living water. Now, go back, hold that thought and go back and read this again. In John seven thirty seven. in the last day, the great day of the feast. Come on, I want to eat at the Lord's table, don't you? Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst any man woman boy or girl let him let them come unto me and drink he that believeth not the spirit of disobelief, but the spirit of faith he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water so I'm either going to be full of living water what's the other what's the option dead water Come on, I, I, as a kid, I used to love to watch westerns with my grandpa. And, and you know, they'd, uh, there'd always be a western where they're going across the desert, you know. And they'd be thirsting, starving to death. And they'd come to a place where there was water, but it was not living water. It was poison water. And, and if you drunk that, it would what? Kill you. Okay? Th- that was from real life. Well, you and I, we've got to realize, if it's not of Jesus, it's not alive. And don't don't you hurt inside when you look at TV or you look at the Internet or you look at the news and you see young people, a whole generation, they don't know if they're coming or going. They're in such deception. They're giving everything away freely to the devil and they don't know what's happening to them. The, the the partaking of dead things, and dead things is coming into their life and is taking over their life. Come on, the church, you're the church, I'm the church. We've got to stand and shine the light. We've got to shout the message, the message of goodness and grace, the message of forgiveness, the message that gives them hope in this lost and dark world, amen? See, just because you've got the Spirit, just because I've got the Spirit, don't mean we're full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, out of the mouth of Jesus, this is how you and I can be full of the Spirit and stay full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, and being assembled together with them, verse number 4, and being assembled together with them, uh, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Now, see, to understand what he's really saying, you've got to look and see how the word is written to them, but it's written to you. So when Jesus says for them not to depart the city of Jerusalem, he means literally for them not to leave the city of Jerusalem. But when you and I read this 2,000 years later, we've got to understand what he's saying. Jerusalem means founded on peace. Actually, it means double peace if you want to really study the word out. So if you want to stay full of the Spirit, if I want to stay full of the Spirit, we've got to stay what? What? Founded on peace. We've got to stay in the place of where Jesus has placed us. Don't let anything move you off the foundation. Do We understand that. Don't depart from Jerusalem. He said, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Now notice what he says, verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So, Jesus is saying that I'm going to get you to the place of promise. And that promise is you've got to found your life on peace. Why do you think the devil is working chaos? He's doing everything he can. He has the whole world in an uproar, but he's trying to get an uproar in the church. Because if he gets us in an uproar, if he gets us divided, if he gets us discouraged, if he gets us in a place where faith is not working, then you and I were in a place where we play right into his hands. So Jesus says, I want you to stay right here and I want you to know I've got a promise for you. Well, God's promise is for uh, you and me and as far off as many as shall he call. Peter tells us that on this Acts chapter 2, but let's read verse 4 in Acts chapter 2. So they done what Jesus said, Acts 2 and 4. Look what happens. And they were all what? Acts 2 and 4. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So because they done what Jesus told them to do, they stayed in that frame of mind. They stayed in that place. They were filled. So if you and I, if we'll choose to, if we'll choose peace, See, I can't be at peace when I'm letting my emotions uh, tell me all of these things. Everybody hates everybody. Everybody's mad at everybody in the world. But you and I, we're having the love of God shed abroad in our heart. We love because God empowers us to love. We can love the unlovable. I can even love myself by the spirit of God. That's an amazing thing because I'm unlovable. Come on now. And they were all filled. See, you and I, we got to be filled with the word of Christ. We got to be filled with the word, but we got to be filled with the spirit. Turn over to Acts 13. I believe it is. Acts 12. Acts 12. We don't have time to look at this, obviously, but I, I want you to, um, t- to, to see here that, uh, that in this A- Acts chapter 12, that there's all sorts of trouble coming on the church. A- and you and I were fixing to see trouble like never before. They're gonna, they're, they're gonna put the financial bind on the church. They're gonna put the financial bind on Christians like never before. They're gonna start trying to put you and I not literally in jail but they 're going to try to put us in all sorts of bondage situations, but your prayer, my prayer uh, our walking in the spirit is what 's going to determine uh our place of victory like never before because cause look what it says they put peter in in, in jail they 're going to kill him all right that's that 's their plan, but it says that um, in verse number five, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now, the way that prayer was made without ceasing was they were full of the spirit. See, how do you know? How, how do I know if I'm full of the spirit? Because I'm going to be praying the moment that you lose the moment. I lose my prayer life. See, that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to get discouraged. He wants us to see what he's doing and he wants us to stop praying. But you and I, we know that we're full of the Spirit because we we're, we're we're we have a, a hunger, an unction to pray. And, and so you and I, we need to see that, and we won't take time to read this, but they were in constant prayer. See, you and I, the Bible tells us, Paul, by the unction of the Spirit of God, says to pray without ceasing. Well, the only way we can do that is to be full of the Spirit. But the great thing about it, you know the story, I know the story, the angel of the Lord come and delivered Peter. Okay, that Peter's the rock, right? A type piece of the rock. So the, the, you and I, we're a piece of that rock. We're a piece of you. You're going to be delivered if you'll stay in prayer, if you'll choose to stay full of the spirit. Now go to chapter 13. Uh, and look at this, the last verse. We won't take time. I wish I had time to cover all this. But there's so much trouble going on in the church. But persecution that started in 12 keeps going through 13. But look what the last verse of chapter uh, uh, 13 says. And the disciples were filled. Now, they were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. See, when you're full of the Spirit, You're in a place where you have a source in your life this morning. I have a source in my life. So Jesus has commanded us to be full of the spirit and he's commanded us to be full of the word. And when we're full of the word and we're full of the spirit, even when trouble is all around you, when persecution is all around you, you can be full of joy. Come on, Galatians chapter five. uh, Look at uh, the the, the, it talks about the nine fruit of the spirit. The, The very first fruit is love which we have to have. But the second fruit is joy. Joy. You can be full of joy because why? Because the reality is... That the Spirit of God is your source. Not what you're seeing, not what you're feeling, not what you're going through, but the Spirit of the Living God is your source. And so I've got to cut off my emotions that, that are lying to me. I've got to cut off my desires that are lying to me. And I say, uh, uh-uh, you're unsanctified. You haven't been changed by the Word of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to let uh, uh, the prayer without ceasing, deliver me from every prison. I'm not going to stay in any kind of bondage. I'm going to come out of lies. I'm going to come out of deceptions. I'm going to come out of being controlled by the flesh and I'm going to be controlled by the spirit. Amen. Look at Acts chapter eight. Let's document this and we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. In Acts chapter eight, uh, in verse number five. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ unto them. Now... When it says he preached Christ, Christ Christos, he preached the anointing unto them. He preached the anointed word unto them. See, you and I will never have our lives changed until what? Until we get full of the word, we get full of the spirit, and we let that anointing, only Jesus. See, the, the Bible talks about in Isaiah ten twenty seven that God has an anointing that will destroy every yoke off of your life and my life. Well, the way that anointing comes is we hear the word. We hear Jesus, this is the uh Messianic, the Messiah anointing. See, Jesus as your Messiah, as my Messiah, he has the anointing to break every yoke, every bit of deception, every stronghold out of your life and my life. And so Philip is called there, and he goes down and he preaches Christ unto them. Now notice what happens. I know you know the story, verse 6. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, which the Holy Ghost did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them and were taken with palsies, and many that were taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. So we see that the Word was preached, so they get full of the Word. The evil spirit, the spirit of disbelief, the spirit of of the Antichrist, the spirit of this world is driven out of them. Now notice what happens in verse 8. And there was what? Great joy in that city. Mega joy. See, you and I, we want to be full of what? We want to be full of the word. We want to be full of the spirit. And if we're full of the word and full of the spirit, we're going to be full of joy. So your joy level is an indication to how much word you got, how much word I've got. It's an indication to how much spirit or to which spirit we're yielding to. So this morning I've got to see that I'm I, I'm a created a vacuum. Am I being satiated by the Word of God, or am I being am I starving myself, my spirit from the Word of God? I've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice. What am I going to do? And, and so my choice is I want to be full. Don't you? So. Philip, he went and he preached Christ to them. And there was what? They were filled with that anointing. They were filled with the word. They were filled by the spirit uh, when they bring James and John down. And there was great joy. So if you don't have joy this morning, if I don't have joy, we need to come back to the word of God. Amen. We need to receive that engrafted word, which is able to save our soul. I, I, I you know I know that you do the same thing when you pray for me and you pray for your brothers and sisters, but when you pray, the spirit of god he'll 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 give you secrets he'll show you things and he and he shows you where your brothers and sisters uh were, were the direction that he wants you to pray and as you pray for them uh you see how much the Lord is wanting to work in this area in their life and and how He has a longing, and not only does he have a longing but he 's hurting. Because he knows that they're hurting. Because he's touched by what he's by what they're feeling. And so uh, you and I, we, we've got to get serious with the Lord. And we are got to say, Lord, I really want to do things different. I, I, I want to help my brothers. I want to help my sisters. But I realize that I've got to let you help me first. See, anything that in my life that doesn't uh, have the, the wisdom of God in it, that doesn't have the joy of the Lord in it, I need to bring it back. And I need to say, God, I want your truth. I I want this feeling, I want this emotion, I want this situation, I want it to be sanctified, I want it to be, I want to set aside those things, and I want it to be empowered by your truth. Amen? The Bible says that you and I, not only are we supposed to walk in the Spirit, but we can walk in the Spirit. Now we can smile at each other and act like we do, but a lot of the times we don't. So we need to what? We need to learn how to walk in that spirit. We need to let God help us. And so I'm going to close with this thought. You remember, um, I used this analogy a long time ago, but remember when I set the glass up here and I, and I said, how do you get all the air out of the glass? You know, and, and, and I was, I was pulling from what D.L. Moody said all them years ago, you know, you pour water in the glass and as you fill the glass up with water, it pushes all the air out. See, that that's what you and I have got to do. As we fill up with Jesus, the Word, as we fill up with the Spirit of God, then it pushes out all that anger, all that disappointment, all that hurt, all of those things that would steal your joy, that would steal my joy. Because of the Nehemiah 8 and 10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It pushes all of that out. But at the same time as it pushes that out, God said, I didn't call you out of this world To leave this world, I called you out of this world to be a light in this world. So you and I, Jesus wants to make us so different. He wants us to be a ship on on these waters of life. And so a, a, a ship, it floats on top of the world, on top of the waters of life. You and I have got to see, we're not going to be swallowed up by this world. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the, and because I've overcome you, So we're going to float on the waters of life. But if a ship gets the waters of the world in it, what happens to it? So this morning, we've got to ask the Lord to show us every vacuum in our life that is pulling from some other source than him. Or he can what? He can help us change the source. And he can build us up in his word and his truth. And we can have wisdom in that area. We can have joy in that area like we've never had before. I want that desperately for my own life. I want that for your life. With all my heart. I want you to have complete peace like you've never had before. I want you to walk in the place of joy that even though when hell is raging. That you know all is well. God loves you so much. He has so much for you but the devil wants to steal it from us. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for this wonderful group of people. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought us together on this Sabbath day, this very moment of time to be able to to hear from you, to hear by you. I asked you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would encourage, touch and strengthen us like never before. Help us to yield to you. And Lord, whatever area in our life, Lord, that we may have Be starving our spirit, starving our soul, starving our body from the truth. I ask right now that this be the day that we look and we taste and see that you're good. That we learn how to be still. That we see that when you're talking to us, you're talking to us in that moment of time, in that particular place. And that nothing else matters. Help us stop everything else and help us yield to you, Father. Lord, let it be. Let it be, Father. I ask you in the name of Jesus, let us step into a place we've never been in you before and let us have this very power of the Word of God, that truth that makes us free. Let us have a new liberty and freedom in you for your glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I just want to come and just bow down at this altar. I want to just spend some time with you. I want to let you love on me and I want to love on you. Would you just let him minister truth to you? Let him speak something in your spirit this morning that would bring encouragement and strength, that would cause something to be truly loosed in your life, have newfound freedom in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise. The Thank you.